Servus and greetings from Vienna. My name is Anita Posch. Thank you for listening to Bitcoin und Co., my podcast that's introducing the philosophy, ideas and people behind Bitcoin. Don't miss the upcoming interviews and subscribe to the show in your podcast player now. Before we start, I want to thank my sponsors. Without their support, this podcast would simply not be possible. And they have great products and services too. So please listen to their messages and afterwards enjoy. I approached Shift Crypto Security because I feel like we care about the same things. My absolute belief is in independence. This is a value that drives all of Shift's products too. We both believe that everybody should be the holder of their own keys. And a well-built hardware wallet is the safest way to hold your coins. So when Shift announced the Bitbox O2, we made it happen. The Bitbox O2 is Swiss-made, secure and easy to use. It has invisible touch sensors and USB-C. And it also comes as a Bitcoin-only edition. That's something I believe in too. So I encourage you to check it out at shiftcrypto.ch. That's shift, C-R-I-P-T-O dot C-H. And you can get free shipping with the code ANITA. The Bitbox O2 by Shift Crypto Security. Paying with cryptocurrencies in everyday life and that with any wallet? Salamantex makes it possible now. Cheap, fast and easy at the checkout or online. All Salamantex merchants and further information about the Salamantex digital payment system can be found at www.salamantex.com forward slash customers. That's www.salamantex.com forward slash customers. Hello and welcome to the next interview at the Hackers Congress in Prague. Now with me, I have two guys from France. It's um, Kito Miner and his business partner. Hi, nice to be nice, Hi. nice to be here. Great that you take your time. Thanks. So I always start these interviews with a little self introduction. So please tell us what did you do before you entered the Bitcoin space. So I'm coming from the First, I started with electronics, then programming, then building computers, then hosting computers and building networks. And uh, the projects I do around Bitcoin are basically accumulating all this knowledge acquired during these years and uh, and using all of it at the, at the same time. When did you hear about Bitcoin the first time? <laughs> first time I heard about Bitcoin was a very long time ago. It was almost at the beginning. Uh, for me, it was just another virtual currency, like uh, the Linden dollars in Second Life. And uh, that's how I tried to buy some Bitcoin. Actually, I had no clue about how it works and that you can mine it. If if, if I knew that back in the days, I would probably be very rich now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I just, it, it was such so complicated to do, actually, that I just discovered this idea and uh, heard about it again many years later like four years ago and tried to build a hardware wallet uh, and then finally started really to be committed to bitcoin like two and a half years ago 
But why did you start to build a hardware wallet? Just because it was an interesting technological challenge, nothing mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. And uh, so two and a half years ago, you started working just in the Bitcoin space? or Yeah, so actually I went to a few conferences, including the Hackers Congress, and this was my awakening and uh, why I decided that this is just some, this is actually something more than just a technical challenge and interesting idea. So are you also interested in, in the monetary aspects? Yeah, totally. I'm For me, it's a really a tool to give back the, the freedom to the, to the people. Mm -hmm. And also freedom in the sense of not being surveillanced. Not being surveilled and not uh, being dependent on the state and, and really choosing where you want your money to be allocated to. You? I guess I don't actually remember when I heard about Bitcoin first or how, um, but it was basically through the press, uh, mainstream media really. And um, it required a lot of effort for me to get into it because I don't have a technical background at all. Um, I'm a former banker with like experience in like risk and compliance, uh, mainly um, custody, stuff like that. Um, so I just got really curious about it and totally lost. So it was too complicated. I had to find people who could explain it better um, because I kind of felt that There was more to it than what I read about it, um, but I couldn't explain it by myself. And so I ended up going to regular meetups in Paris and was fortunate enough to meet a few people um, who are both knowledgeable and, and are able to explain it really well. So that was um, extremely helpful to me. And um, and then I just fell into it, you know. Uh, you dig deeper and deeper and you get all sorts of stuff out of it. Um, so I like that... Um, I guess the political um, background, um, I'm very sympathetic to. Um, obviously, the monetary aspect is uh, extremely powerful and very liberating. And um, it's a way to like probably change your life a little bit. I'm changing mine. Um, I'm getting out of finance um, to try to lead... Um, something that, that probably morally is more satisfying. So that's really important to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, are you still in traditional finance or completely in Bitcoin? I'm space? in between both. I'm transitioning to Bitcoin. Okay, okay. And uh, did you, um, how was your perception of the Bitcoin space in the last two and a half years? Do you feel it has grown or is it more like a very slow development i mean we've we, we've met a lot of people who have been in the space for a while um and we're newbies in a way i mean compared to some people you you, you get to talk to a lot so um, what we've seen is probably not representative of some of the for the, the first pains that a lot of people experienced um because the lows weren't that low for us um But you can definitely see like market price appreciation or, or you know, when it plummets a little bit, um, there's more in people coming in and out. Um, but the backbone is really strong and a lot of people are extremely bullish, um, building a ton of stuff. And a lot of people actually not paid to do it. Um, 
a lot of people have day jobs. Um, so you can see the commitment and the belief in building something for free, uh, which might hold future promise. But I think it's very, very bullish for most people. I, I think the, the thing I noticed the most the past two and a half years is the, the space has matured a lot. A lot of scams and uh, less committed people disappeared from the space and uh, like people became more pragmatic and things are probably going slower because of the, the bear market after the, the big bull run we had. And um, yeah, projects are really maturing and people like take some time to think and do things and not just rush things to to do whatever to make some quick money. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, a bear market is actually a good thing. Totally. Yeah. It washes out the people who are only interested in the fast money. Yeah. So, and how did you get to know each other then? At the bar. At the bar. <laughs> a classic. <laughs> uh, we have a monthly crypto slash Bitcoin meetup in Paris. And uh, actually we met around my first prototype of a full hardware full node. Uh, I had a table in the bar with uh, batteries and phones and, and boxes blinking. And I, I let him continue. <laughs> so, I mean, for it's always in the same bar that happens whoever has been to the bear the paris bitcoin meetup knows the bar it's extremely dark there's no lights at all in the bar um and so i walked by that table with all sorts of lights blinking i call it like a christmas tree uh that you know so obviously you want to stop you ask a couple of questions you're like what the hell is that etc and so it was just this like pet project but for himself really and um and when you look back at it now um You know, in a, in a sense, it was the start of something. Um, I mean, there were, nothing was really planned. So I don't know when that dates back to, but it's a little while back now, but, um, it predates everything. Um, right now we're here because it's our one year anniversary. Um, it really started last year here. Um, but that was before and, and already it, it would have announced it had we even thought about it. Which we didn't, you know, pretty much is an accident, all of this, in a way. So how long did it take you to build the first nodal box? The first nodal box, as people know it now, took around a year to build. It was mostly iterating on the hardware, uh, because the first node I built one and a half years before uh, was kind of working, but becoming very slow. And I wanted really to select some hardware that... I would like to use myself. Uh, that was the goal, actually, of the project. I, it was not meant to be a commercial project initially. It was just something I wanted to experiment with a full node and have a full node at home. And, yeah, it took me probably 50 different prototypes to reach the, the current configuration. Um, so, yeah, the, the development itself is pretty easy because it's just assembling uh, ready components like Bitcoin DLND, BTC Pay Server. It's nothing... Nothing complicated. Many people do that. But finding the good, correct hardware that will be running for two, three, four years uh, from the moment people buy it, that was the most challenging part. And where does the hardware come from? It's it's off-the-shelf components uh, that you can buy from Chinese manufacturers. Um, 
we are actually launching very soon our first revision of the hardware since the initial model. And we are slowly moving away from ready to use components and designing our own. We are starting from the most easy part, which is the case itself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, small things like the, we have this, this board that connects the disk to the, to the computer itself. Uh, we are redesigning this and then we'll be going deeper, deeper. And hopefully in a few years, we'll have a totally custom device. To be also in control of the hardware and of, is there a software on it? I mean, can there the be? The software is a standard Linux distribution with just an add-on interface to easily install and configure all the, all the software. Like we have one click install for Bitcoin D, for one click install for LND and, uh, and other apps. Okay. Can we go a little back again and can you play, maybe explain to our listeners why a Bitcoiner needs a full node? So the full node is the is the component of the Bitcoin network. So initially, if you read the the white paper, the full node was actually doing everything. It was the wallet. It was the the recipient of all the transactions of the network, and it was also the mining component. And actually, you need a full node to mine. If you are a solo miner, now people usually mine in pools, and there is only one Bitcoin full node for the whole pool, not for every miner. Um, But today, the main use of a Bitcoin full node is having all the transactions close to you and enforcing the the consensus rules uh, that you want to have. So if you want to make a custom version of Bitcoin with your rules, which are different from the whole network, you can just build yourself a new version of Bitcoin D with your rules and run it on your full node. You would probably <laughs> drift away from the main chain very fast. But you can technically do it. Some people try to do it with something called Bcash. <laughs> uh, we know how it ended. <laughs> mm. So does that mean that actually if I have a full node at home or somewhere else, but under my control, I also have sort of a voting right in the consensus, like which software I use decides um, which, yes, which side I, I am? Yes, I guess you can, you can call it that, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So it's rather important for a decentralized consensus peer-to-peer network. Can we yeah, say that? and and at least you are a witness in the network and you are checking the transactions for other people. And you can verify or check your own transactions. And your own, of course. Yeah. We the the main advantage. So the, this is what a full node is, but the advantage of having one or running one somewhere for yourself is to not rely on an external source of truth for verifying your own transactions. Yeah, and I think it's also a privacy thing, no? because if I use a ledger, then yeah, totally. Every time you use a you use a third-party service, even Electrum or even a, a, just a, yeah any wallet, you leak your addresses to the wallet backend, which usually runs on the servers of the company which makes the wallet, and so. In theory, they could associate, for example, your IP address to all your addresses. They can link all your transactions together because all these addresses come from the same IP address. And they could just give the government your IP address and say, mm, this person probably have Bitcoin. Go, go check what's going on there. So the box is not a hard wallet too, or? No. No. It's, it's just a node. A, a, a Bitcoin and a Lightning node? Bitcoin and Lightning node. So the, the Lightning part makes it a wallet because the Lightning node is a wallet which has a non-chain component as well. 
but it's not a pure uh, wallet for Bitcoin. Uh, of course, you could just use it as a wallet, but we don't recommend that. Uh, it's not designed for it and it's not secured for it. Uh, but you can use it as a backend for your wallets. So if you have a Trezor Ledger, cold card, or whatever wallet you want to use, you can just install Electrum on your computer, Electrum server on the nodal, and use it as a backend for your Electrum wallet, which will be used as an interface to all the hardware wallets. Mm-hmm. What I'm personally interested in is the BTC Pay Server integration. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I wrote a book, I self-published it, and I could sell my books over my website. Is this easy possible with a nodal box? It is possible, but we don't recommend it. Um, if you want to use the BTC Pay server from the nodal box on the internet, it means you have to expose it on the internet, and it means that this BTC Pay server will be running on the IP address of your connection. Uh, and we are back to the initial place where everybody knows that you have some Bitcoin or at least some Bitcoin wallet running. Um, there are two ways you can use the, the nodal box, uh, to, to help you sell something online. Um, so one is if you run Tor only, uh, but you will not have uh, many customers yet. <laughs> And the other one is to use only the Lightning Node component. You actually use a hosted BTC Pay server, but you connect it back to your Lightning Node. This way, the only person, the only place where, which knows your personal IP address is the BTC Pay server. So you can assume that you can trust your hosting company for BTC Pay server to not give this address to anyone. Uh, and for example, if this BTC Pay server happens to be hosted by us on our Nodo cloud, uh, then you can use a VPN to connect back to your Nodo. So even we will not know your real IP address. Mm-hmm. But the 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 full node, the Bitcoin full node, does it run over Tor? Like def, def, per default? By default, no. But it's only one checkbox to make it okay. run over Tor. Which helps saving my privacy. Yes. For some of the, the, the users we have, you know, some of them first got the node because they wanted to play with it or learn um, about Bitcoin a little more or play with Lightning. And they weren't or they didn't think they were able to um, actually put the software and the hardware pieces together to, to have that experience. So that, that's why they, they purchased the Noddle. Um, because we talk to most of our users or a lot of our users every day, we actually kind of get a lot of questions as to how to use it better, etc. And so we realized it wasn't necessarily clear for everybody what to do with it every day or, or how to use it or if there were better practices, um, what the next components we should install to make a better overall user experience was, etc. And... To selflessly try to help the network by having one more node enforce the consensus rules is great because the more nodes, the better. But a user will get no other benefit than thinking he's doing or she's doing something good for the network. So there's no financial, you know, stimulus really to, to lead you to run those nodes. But what they understood really fast though was that um, a lot of them use hardware wallets. And, you know, as you said, when you connect the wallet backend, 
it's not good for your, your privacy. So they thought, okay, it's great if I get all these additional features where you get the security from the hardware wallets, so your ledgers, treasures, cold cards, whatever, um, because they're very good security devices. And then by using the features from the Noddle, you get kind of the best of both worlds because your privacy is enhanced a little bit by having the Electrum backend or, you know, those sorts of components. And so very quickly they said, okay, now I am running BTC Pay server. Um, all of a sudden I want to become a web merchant. And we said, oh, wait, wait a second. Um, you want to play at home? It's a great tool at home. You want to um, put it in your bar, your restaurant, or business, physical business? It's great. You can do it there. But don't become a web merchant selling T-shirts over the Internet from your couch at home because that is a privacy and a security risk, basically. Um, and when you talked to them like that, they understood it. And what we got from the conversation was, okay, they don't really know much about, like, Internet routing and networking and what it means to, you know, run your business from home, um, which is perfectly fine. But it gave us that idea to do the whole Nodal Cloud um, because eventually they started asking for it. They're like, okay, we want the same stack. We love the features, but now we want to run a store because we want to be paid in, B in Bitcoin. Um, that way we get Bitcoin. We get no KYC or anything. We're running a business. We're making money. But please host it for us. Before we continue, a short message from my longtime show supporters at Card Wallet. Thank you. We'll be back soon. Do you want to keep your Bitcoin safe long term? The Card Wallet is the best cold storage solution a retail customer can get. It's easy to use and completely offline. No hassles with updates, passwords or hacks. I gave one to friends as a wedding gift. They are Bitcoin newbies, but with the card wallet, even they can hold Bitcoin securely. And the best thing is, my friends at cardwallet.com made a special offer for all the listeners of my podcast. If you go to www.cardwallet.com forward slash Anita, you'll get 20% off the price. So go to www cardwallet.com forward slash Anita now and buy a card wallet with a 20% discount. So after the one year anniversary now from the new Nodal box, you're now uh, announcing the Nodal Cloud. Do I get that right? So two there, there are two things. Um, so there is the whole cloud uh, part. So Nodal Cloud is, is actually several things in one. It's a generic term for all our hosting services. Uh, we are launching a service similar to what people know for BTC Pay Server on Luna Node. So it's like a very easy web UI to install a BTC Pay Server. Uh, we are launching shared BTC Pay Servers. So if you have your LND running at home, you can hook it up to our shared LND, uh, BTC Pay Server. You don't need like the full stack running on the server. Um, There is the pure nodal cloud in the, in the cloud, which is exactly the UI you get on the nodal, but on a hosted server. And we have, um, custom services, like we can build a big infrastructure for a big company processing a lot of payments. This is like a build to order. It can be hosted by us. It can be hosted internally by the company. 
so that's for the hosted services. And also, um, as many people already know, we are launching the Samurai Dojo box, which is all you have on the Nodo today, plus the Samurai Wallet backend, which people are expecting a lot because of what we said before, the privacy issues of using the backend uh, on a public server owned by the uh, the company who makes the wallet. So now you will be able on a box at home to run the Samurai wa- wallet backend for yourself and for your friends, family. It can be shared by by other users. Ah, okay, so I need one box and I can have like how many users? There is no technical limit. It's only users you trust yourself because you can assume that uh, maybe because of a bug or something, they potentially could see each other addresses, which is not the case, uh, but could happen one day. I mean, bugs happen all the time in software. Um, so yeah, in a family or a close friends or yeah, some small group of users could use the, the device. And this device has also improved hardware compared to the, to the regular Nodo. Mm-hmm. And how much technical uh, know-how do I have to have to use it? If you know how to plug a wire for Ethernet and a wire for electricity, it should be fine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that sounds easy. <laughs> With a few little extra improvements on the on the user and interface itself, it should be really fine and easy. Um, it's not perfect. Um, But it's a, it's accessible, we think, uh, honestly. And at least there's a, a support channel we have on Telegram that's very active where a lot of our users help uh, each other out, um, which is really good because it's a great community. So everybody should be capable of doing it, even if you're not techie at all. Um, but it's not perfect and you know, we have to say so. And do you drop the nodal box then and just have the Samurai Dojo or? No, so basically we'll have two boxes. We'll have an upgraded uh, Noddle model coming out, um, you know, in a few weeks at least, um, which will replace the existing one. Uh, we've actually stopped the orders right now, uh, so it's right around the corner. So we're not taking any orders right now for the older model. Um, so we'll have the Noddle 1, which will be the new model, um, the Noddle, the Samurai Edition, which will be a standalone um you know, more luxury item, uh, higher standard probably. Um, and those will be the, the two hardware um, nodes we have. Mm-hmm. And then the cloud. So. And then the cloud. Uh-huh. Can you maybe tell us what's the difference between the Noddle and like a Casa box? So we, we always get the question. Um, it, it seems like people probably think those are the two only nodes you can get. Um I think there's probably more options than just that. Um, there's, you know, the DIY Raspy Blitz kind of nodes that you can put together. Um, so off-the-shelf components, I guess it's probably just Casa and us, but we're very different. We get the feeling that, I mean, when you listen to them, they say that it all started out because they wanted to offer, like, custody for high-net-worth individuals. And so they, they worked on designing the best possible multi-sig solution, which they're, they're selling. It's the key master. Um, and once they, they had a product that they were happy with, they said, okay, let's just 
provided to all the node the node users out there so that they can use it and they kind of discovered that there weren't enough nodes so they built the nodes their node to like support the market that they were trying to target that's kind of the feeling we we have um and so they came out with their their existing node which they sold at first which i don't think they they're selling right now anymore right um Yeah, I think you only get it as part of the subscription to the key management service, but I'm not 100%. Okay. So, so, I mean, our take is they're more going to like the financial services type of business, um, where the node is a, an important component of the setup, but it's not their target business and it's not their core business. Um, it, it's part of the, the overall objective they're, they're pursuing. Whereas, and so they're building every component them, themselves, so the app, etc. And they have a, a kind of cash app, I think now. Um, whereas the vision for us was to to provide a tool where you'd put together great components that are part of the ecosystem that we don't make, uh, but that just makes sense when you put them together for the overall. Bitcoin experience. How how do you do you interact with Bitcoin? Um, so I think it, it's probably two very different philosophies. So we call them nodes. They call them nodes. Um, and a lot of people ask us for the, the the similarities or the differences. But I think ten years from now we'll we'll see just how different these are. Yeah, from from my from my perspective, the difference seems like to be the the, the world. Like in. Casa goes for me more into this uh, saving or securing investment and personal money saving or Bitcoin securing. And that what I hear from you is like going more into also the, the business um, corporate uh, direction to enable payments. No? Yeah, um, me, the, the main difference I see is they, they have like a very nice but closed ecosystem. They have their own app, their own browser uh, plugin and the box. And it's basically all you can do with it. You can't connect any third party lightning wallets to it. It's very hard to use it as a full node for your Electrum or anything like that. So it's really like your... <laughs> I, Jeremy like compared Apple. Jeremy compared Casa to Apple, and on this side, I think he's right. It's is this closed ecosystem. Once you are inside, you can't get out. <laughs> okay, okay, like, like Android yeah. and iPhone. Yeah, and and on our side, we really want to be compatible with as many other players on the market as possible. We don't intend to do everything ourselves, but we have very close partnerships with with many other wallets and applications. And I guess w w when you come to Noddle, you kind of trust us to not um, rely just on us, but to probably get you the best from what like the Bitcoin ecosystem has to to offer. We just want to pull a lot of stuff together, um, and it's very—I mean—it's a conscious decision for us. Is we don't really want to know, we don't need to know, and we don't care what people do with it. Um, so. We're giving them a lot of possibilities or, or, or tools that they can use, but um, what they do with it is is their own business. Mm -hmm. Just today, I read that the UK regulators want to also regulate open source software. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I've seen actually a screenshot of the of the piece of uh, text, and uh, 
It's for open source software related to crypto assets. Um, yeah, they can always try. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's open source. Who who can know where the publisher is? Maybe there is not even a publisher behind it. Mm-hmm. I mean, trying to regulate anything open source is like uh, no. They can try. Yeah, yeah, they can always try. <laughs> People tried to prevent PGP from being exported from the United States, so they printed it out and put it in a suitcase. Or on, on T-shirts. Or on T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I still have a T-shirt at home with the encryption keys of DVDs when it was illegal to have them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they try. But the end, in the end, we see that they can't follow. Uh, Open source always wins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What are you going to present tomorrow? The, you also have a kind of a hosting service, I read. Uh, yeah. So I just launched, launched a little pet project because I, my, one of my day activities is running a hosting company and I wanted to leverage the infrastructure I have to provide, uh, so it's host for coins because you get hosting for bitcoins. Uh, (laughs) and um, basically yes I wanted to provide a hosting service which doesn't require too much information about the user basically we we ask only for an email address and it doesn't have to be valid Uh, and the payment can be only made in Bitcoin or Lightning Network uh, Bitcoin Lightning Um, I get tons of messages telling me that it's a very bad idea to provide this service which I'm convinced of uh, but I think it's, uh, something, it's something I wanted to try for a very long time to make, to build an anonymous hosting service. Um, I believe that restricting it to be Bitcoin only will actually filter out many malicious users. And, uh, it's not aimed at illegal activities. It's rather aimed at people who want to have a hosting service that doesn't uh, ask information they don't need from you and also which don't want to give money to some big company like Google or Amazon and instead prefer to support some small hosting business like like mine. Apropos business, uh, when we were talking before, you said you are not a company. So how does this work? Yes, yeah, so we are, uh, I, I call it a non-corporation. <laughs> Um, see, since the Nodal business is Bitcoin only, we didn't find it necessary for now to have a company. We don't have an external investment. Uh, so basically we are running Bitcoin only and we convert to fiat only what we need to pay the suppliers. My talk on Sunday is about this actually, how we do that. And the boxes, they are produced in France or? So I. Do you do it or do you have people who help we, you? We don't put uh, made in France on the box, but assembled in France, uh, because we just assemble components we buy from suppliers. I mean, most companies would probably put made in France. Um, so yes, they are, they are assembled in my living room, actually, by my wife. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who is also the, the talented developer behind the host for coins service. Oh, cool. Because I, I think I saw her once at one yes. of the conferences. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. I didn't know that. I mean, Hmm? In Munich, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was in Munich and in Riga as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so you're a, a based at home business. Actually. Yeah, it's a it's a totally a home business, home office. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, great. I'm also in a home office. Yeah. 
it works fine. I mean, even today, I mean, in times of Skype and internet stuff, you... Yeah, for what we are doing, it makes no sense to have a place just to waste time commuting to a workplace. And, uh, you know, for hosting servers, you spend your life in data centers. You don't need an office for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. So, and um, what is your part in the not company, in the uncompany? Well, it's basically the typical kind of like business technical arrangements where one carries out like more business, you know, type of uh, responsibilities and the other one does the tech job. Um, we were discussing for a while with like investors because we felt like maybe we had like a good market. We wanted to like accelerate in a little bit. Eventually we figured out that we were doing fine the way we were doing it. And, um, you know, we have our, our test machines, uh, paid for, um, we can onboard customers on the clouds. Um, the new models are coming out without any outside financial help. So, you know, um, we went back and forth on these uh, a lot. We might decide to, to change our setup a little bit in, in the future. Um, and, you know, all this is a lot of, like, back and forth and, and uh, decisions and, and discussions you need to have. Um, so I do a lot of that stuff um, just to be to be ready and, you know, yeah, and the contracts that we, mm. you know... Um, so basically, you're living the Bitcoin philosophy of not doing or not taking debt, too much debt, and and think long term. Yeah, uh, and try to be as reasonable as we can. Um, you know, uh, we did a pre-sale last year just after this conference um, to test it out, basically. A lot of people said, okay, go for it, try to sell them, etc. So we did that pre-sale of 21 nodes. And we sold all of them, and the feedback was really good. Uh, with some people buying it that we respected a lot, who gave us some very positive feedback, so it made us feel really good about ourselves. And that's how we kind of decided in January to really go for it. And, um, you know, the, the encouragement was really invaluable for us, but we started with pretty much nothing. So what we made from those 21 first boxes paid for... Um, what we needed to build the next ones and then that financed the rest, et cetera. So it's purely organic growth. Um, we have no cash basically on the, on our Bitcoin account right now. I mean, there's, you know, the bare minimum, but, um, we're able to, to continue to push for it. Mm -hmm. And you see a market coming and you're optimistic. I mean, we think to. there's a real market that we're well positioned to cater to. Um, with whatever we already have um maybe at some point we'll need more for i don't know marketing communications etc because we've done nothing really mm. um we've been available for the conferences uh we've done a lot of those but apart from that we've done nothing and it's only word of mouth um a lot of people who talked about us because they liked the product which was really great some of our users actually um you know promote it really hard, which is awesome for us. Um, this summer we were in, uh, we went to Bitcoin 2019 in San Francisco and we had a couple extra tickets. So we offered to two of our U.S. customers, um, you know, to come hang out with us for a couple of days if they wanted to. And we gave them the tickets 
And so they actually flew in and, you know, we'd expect them to enjoy the conference and, you know, hang out with us a little bit, but they actually spent the two days on the booth with us. And a lot of people who came to us to, to ask for questions, we'd, we'd actually point towards them. And so our customers were manning our booth, Mm -hmm. which was really a a great feeling. You know, it's like the best publicity. It's like, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. um, have you ever thought about adding other coins too, or is it just Bitcoin for you? No, just no. (laughs) Yeah. And why? No. (laughs) Okay. Full disclosure. Uh, the initial prototype had light on it. For only one reason, I wanted to test atomic swaps between Litecoin and Bitcoin uh, Lightning. Um, but we very quickly understood that being Bitcoin only was a huge competitive advantage mm. in, on the market. Mm. It's interesting, yeah, but it is, yeah. Okay. Um, something you want to say to the listeners? Something we didn't mention, maybe? Maybe not today or tomorrow but like in the next week or so come take a look at the the website well you'll see the new samurai edition of the noddle which is really nice we're super happy um i don't know when we'll put it together either today or tomorrow um so the samurai team's here too in prague um we're gonna build the first production ready model of the noddle here with them um because we we We've never seen the finished product yet. We have the boards, we have the case, we have everything. We're just going to put it together with them this weekend. Um, we'll officially announce it at that point in time. We'll put up on the store as a pre-sale again, like we did last time. Um, and they'll all ship definitely before the end of the year. So Q4 will get shipped if you, if you order it. Um, so that should be fun. We're super excited about that. So come check that out. Um, And I think a lot of people should know about the cloud version because it probably answers a real concern for a lot of people who actually want to earn Bitcoin um, by being merchants. We want to make it as easy as possible to run your store online. So um, come check it out. If you're one of the first, uh, come talk to us about the experience, what it means, um, because we need the feedback to make it better uh, because we think it's a it's a great product. And also, if you can't afford or you don't you're not sure that you want to buy the box yet you can try online uh, it's exactly the same service so you can try it online for a few dollars and then decide to go with the box or not we haven't decided on all the details yet but it won't be like a yearly subscription or you're not signing up for three years or anything you know you pay as you go kind of thing so you'll subscribe probably for a month or two or three you want to run it more you can but there's no obligation because we don't want to tie up anyone I think it it doesn't fit with the philosophy that that we have. So, so and the BTC Pay server software is running on it. So then I could maybe like in WordPress uh, have my plugin and connect it. And, and you can sell your book. Okay. Mm-hmm. And earn Bitcoin for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. With no other intermediaries. Coming to an end now, do you have any recommendations like favorite books or videos about Bitcoin for our listeners? Since we are in Prague at HCPP, I can't recommend enough the Paul Rosenberg's book, A Lodging Lodging of the Wayfaring Man. Uh, It's it's named, many people call it the Bible of cypherpunks. It was published a few years before Bitcoin. And it basically announces what's to come. (laughs) 
It's a, it's a very visionary book. And also the little Bitcoin book, uh, which just came out. It's a very good place to start. Buy it, give it to everyone because it's a really, like all the bases covered in this book. And then it's a good onboarding to the Bitcoin standard. I don't know the second one, but that the lodging of weight fearing men is really awesome because it gives something that's not technical at all. It's a very sci-fi vision at the, you know, at the time of what a um, parallel economy could be like um, with uh, high moral values behind. And I think that's a probably a component we don't talk about it as much as we should. Um, a lot of the people who are bu building things in this space do it for the right reasons. Um, and I think we should insist on this a little more. That's a nice final word. Can you please tell us where people can find you? I mean, your the nodal box and all the services. So the best place is just our website, nodal.it and the Twitter account, nodal underscore IT. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. And all the best to your ideas and products. And I'm glad to see you at any conference where I go. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye-bye. So thank you for listening. And please remember to check out the Bitbox O2 hardware wallets. Free shipping with the code ANITA at shiftcrypto.ch. Two editions, both Swiss made, including a Bitcoin only. What can I say? I'm a fan. And thanks also to Card Wallet and Salamantex. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. What did you think of the interview? Did it bring you greater understanding of Bitcoin and its people? If yes, and if you want to support my show, please subscribe to the podcast in your player, leave some stars and share, 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 share on social media. Feel free to contact me on Twitter, LinkedIn and YouTube or send me a voice message via the link on the episode page. Goodbye from Vienna. Auf Wiederhören. Music. Start with Yes. Dedicate Beats. Idea, content and production, yours truly, Anita Posch.